Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're doing well. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts live every day from sunny Southern California. And today is no different. It is sunny. It is windy. March is here. <laughs> that means you you no longer need to call your guy. You just call Bet Rivers. Check out the latest lines from the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. It's the trusted name. In online sports betting, Bet Rivers Sportsbook. You must be 21, must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1 800 Gambler. Uh, Jeremy Fowler reports that the Green Bay Packers have made a significant long term contract offer to Aaron Rodgers that would alter the quarterback market, a source told ESPN. So Aaron Rodgers, by some reports, is torn as to what he wants to do. Right? Torn. And it's, we all try and read the tea leaves. We all try and follow the breadcrumbs. Right? What we just do. I'd never forget, I tell this story all the time to my friends. Uh, When LeBron was first leaving Cleveland for Miami, in the days leading up to it, no one seemed to know what he was going to do. And at the time, I was on ESPN's campus, and I was walking with Scott Van Pelt, and we were talking about LeBron, but also about other things, just kind of life things or whatever. It was a beautiful, sunny afternoon. I'll never never forget it. And this was like a week before the decision. And uh, we came upon Chris Carter, right? Like it was almost like an ESPN commercial where we came upon Chris Chris Carter. He's, you know, we dapped him up, whatever we're talking. And he's like, you know where LeBron's going? And I was like, we were just talking about that. And, you know, I mean, look, the, the info that, at that time, we had was through our friends and other agents and just guessing and reading the internet. And Chris Carter said, like, I talked to World Wide West. Now, World Wide West is a huge player, and he has, a, has some sort of role with the New York Knicks. I talked to World Wide West. West said he's going, to, he's going to Miami. And Miami, at the time, was not considered a likely destination by some, some forecasters. And he kind of went into the reasons why he was told. He's like, I'm telling you, he's going to Miami. It was like a week before. Now, that's not like a sourcing through a source, through a source. You, know, you can't just like go on. But it was. And then all of a sudden, I remember a week later, he says, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. And you're like, wow, he already knew. Th- there weren't many breadcrumbs there. The friendship with. Uh, Dwayne Wade, obviously, and I think the leadership of of Pat Riley was something that I'm sure he thought brought stability to the organization. Plus, it's Miami; it, it's a nice place to to be in the winter. I, it, it it did make sense. Um, this Aaron Rodgers thing is hard. I mean, look, you go back two years ago with Tom Brady, and I can tell you that he the uh, several teams. Niners, Chargers, Dolphins thought they were getting him. Thought they were getting him. 
No one thought he was staying. No one. Everyone I talked to said he is gone. T.J. Hushmanzada came on and said he is gone. And he was, but he chose Tampa. That was very surprising. Aaron Rodgers is always kind of curious. Like, if you want to say that this is all for show and that he really wants to leave, you know, and Green Bay is just trying to show we'll do anything it takes, and this is all on Aaron. This is blaming Aaron. Aaron wants to leave. We offered him more money. We, you know, we restructured contracts. We brought back his guys. We improved our relationship. This is all on Aaron. If that were the case, why did he officiate David Bakhtiari's wedding over the weekend? You can say what you want about doing nice things for your friends and being involved in their wedding, but when he's your starting tackle, he's missed all of this this season with injury, and he's going to have to restructure his contract to get you a new contract, to get Devontae Adams a new contract. Like, all of that stuff says, well, he's got to be staying, right? On the other hand, if you're torn, I mean, the, the old, I think the old adage is like, how do you feel about getting married to her? I don't know. I don't know means you don't want to marry her, but you don't want to dump her, and you don't want to go through the process of trying to meet somebody else. So the torn thing is really, really interesting because if he's really torn, well, then he's, he's gone, right? But this one is hard to read the teeth. We're supposed to find out this week. It does dramatically change the quarterback landscape, right? It really does because if he leaves, now all of a sudden, you know, Russell Wilson can say like, well, he's leaving. I want to leave. I want to go to Washington. I want to go to New York. And I, 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 I want to force my way there. Do I think Seattle then trades him? I don't know. I, I think probably not. But I don't think it's crazy looking at Seattle having to rebuild some stuff. And maybe his value becomes at an all-time high. And Aaron Rodgers changing places only energizes Russell Wilson to change places as well. Also possible. If he stays, does everybody stay? If he stays and takes this gargantuan deal, which is making somewhere in the $50 million per year range, now that changes the quarterback market and what guys like Lamar want, guys like, like a, on a secondary level, a Baker would want. So I, I think this is, is interesting. I just do. But here's the real life part to being torn, right? Um, I've been torn on really one decision professionally in my life where I was very happy where I was and I had a great opportunity. And I vacillated and I did the, and you guys ever done this for the big life decision, the pros and the cons? And you write two different lists and they all have pros and cons. Honestly, that doesn't really help. <laughs> because... The, the the pro like the pros are are different for each spot and the cons are different and there's just about equal numbers and there's a lot of unknown what happens if you stay what happens if you leave if you don't leave now do you forever stay like there's a lot to it so part of me says if you're really torn it's you want to leave part of me says if you're really torn well that's because you're doing that let's write a list Let's, you know, go through a cleanse. Let's meditate on it. And you vacillate in your head. I actually think that's kind of normal for smart people. And Aaron Rodgers, a lot of things, 
intelligence is one of them. You might be listening to the show and be like, Gottlieb, you're not really giving me anything. You're right. I'm just presenting all the facts, which paints a very murky picture as to what it really, really looks like. Who's really, really going to know something? But it's a real thing when you're, when you're telling your coach how much you appreciate your relationship with him, when you're talking about the front office in fairly glowing terms, when you're officiating one of your best friend's weddings over the weekend, boy, that sends a signal to a lot of people that you really want to stay. On the other hand, if all of those things are true, why are you torn? And, and that one I don't have an answer for. Buyer, I know, like Buyer's sitting there rolling his eyes. He's so tired of talking about Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't like the Packers. He doesn't like Aaron Rodgers. He's from Wisconsin. Everybody assumes he's got to like and, and have the inside track on Aaron Rodgers. Everybody assumes that, that he wears uh, a Green Bay Packers uh, jammies when he goes to bed. He doesn't. He wears Seahawks jammies. <laughs> when, when you hear he's torn, what do you think? I think that he's torn between... Uh, the decision to not play or play. Because I think that the only decision to play and the only choice is really Green Bay. Really? Yes. Why do you think that? Well, because, number one, I think with of, of just the change, sometimes the grass isn't always greener. I think that strides have also been made between the two sides, despite Andrew Brandt's tweet, uh, maybe saying otherwise. But I do think that the uh, the sides have uh, mended some fences. I think it's a lot of work to go somewhere else. Really, I really do, and I don't know how much work Aaron Rodgers wants to do. And it's not meant to be a a knock on him, but I don't know if he wants to go somewhere and learn everything new i don't know maybe that will reinvigorate him but i just don't think that's part of his decision making process i think he's just trying to decide do i want to play again or not and if he does choose to play i think it's in green bay Hmm. i hadn't thought of retirement as a real option nobody does and i don't know why i'm not i'm I'm, because because he's really good at it he's still really good at it and he wants to win another Super Bowl. And, and you know what? Here's why your point might be the best point made. Okay? Because the idea of chasing a second Super Bowl for legacy is something that most any person, and especially an alpha male, can wrap their heads around. That makes sense. You know what the problem with that argument is? This is not your typical alpha male. Right? Everything about Aaron Rodgers is... Um, is counter to what you would normally assume, right? Like he he zigs when he should zag, or he zags when he should zig, whichever way the expression sure. you want to you want you want to make it work, right? So so you're saying like, look, it it shouldn't. Most guys should want to go and get that second Super Bowl and should want to compete. And whether it's a ready-made team like the Denver Broncos with Nathaniel Hackett coaching, or it's staying in Green Bay, it's whatever gives them the best chance to win, and he'll still make a ton of money. That that makes all the sense in the world. And retirement makes none of the sense. But again, it's Aaron Rodgers. Lots of things 
that we think makes sense. He just views the world very differently. Yes, and and that's actually why I thought he was going to retire last year because of that thinking. And I would also say the other thing about another thing about going to another team, even if it is Nathaniel Hackett and you go to Denver and you have the same system or you go somewhere where there's some familiarity. Remember Aaron Rodgers, when he did return to the Packers last year, didn't take one snap in the preseason. Uh, the workload that you would have in a training camp, probably not as much um, if you stay in Green Bay as somewhere else. If you went somewhere else, you're likely playing in preseason games. I know it may be only a quarter, but you do need to get reps in if you uh, you know, it's, it's it's all of that sort of stuff. And it's not meant to say that he's not a hard worker because it's not what I'm trying to say. I just think there becomes a lot of extra work right. to go somewhere and uh, make a change. Can I give you the counter to that one? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. The year before Tom Brady left New England, he was he showed up late, remember, to training camp as well. He didn't do OTAs for the first time ever. And, and then he went to Tampa and... And they tried to get a bunch of work in, right? But everything was shut down. And uh, But, I mean, you could say the same thing about Brady. Does he really want to do, you know, teach Byron Leftwich what he wants on offense? And the answer is yes, because the one thing that you, I think we would all agree, if you switch jobs, is true, is there is a new energy with it. And, sure. and like, look, Denver in the summer is beautiful. Um, and the guy likes to hike, right? So that... Yeah. That feels like that feels like <laughs> like the whole look and feel does kind of feel like Denver a little bit. Um, but but and, the, the the big thing to me is like, I, I get it. You're 37 years old, 38 years old. Do you really want to go and teach somebody your system or or learn, you know, the intricacies of the new personnel when all you got to do is show up and everybody, you know, everything and everybody else knows you and you can do your own deal. Of course, it makes sense. But when you take a new job, there's a lot of times new energy and the energy to prove people wrong, right? And and even if even if Green Bay, of course, Green Bay wants him, right? They can offer him huge money. They want him to stay. But in Aaron Rodgers' mind, you know, drafting Jordan Love was uh, was an evil act. Was a was an act that said he was finished. He was washed up. E- even if it it was smart, considering the context of the time. Um, uh, the energy of trying to prove everybody wrong is something that can drive you to want to work with new wide receivers. Abs- absolutely. That that could be the other side of the coin. Matthew Stafford didn't need preseason games, and look at how it ended for the Rams. You could point that out as well. I just think it's a lot – I just think that you're investing a lot more into the overall uh, if you go somewhere else as opposed to where things are already laid out and you can continue to do what you'd like to do at Green Bay. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. So, Lamar Jackson, former MVP of the National Football League, okay? And um, there has been a good amount of talk in regards to a possible contract extension. And what's interesting about the discussion is uh, he's self-represented or his mom kind of helps him as well. And <laughs> um, he, of course, signed, li- like all quarterbacks, like all first-round draft picks, four-year contract. He's coming up on year five. Hey, year five is the fifth-year extension. He's going to make $23 million guaranteed for this year. Beyond this year, 
There are no guarantees. On the other hand, he'll be a unrestricted free agent. Now, they say unrestricted free agent, but, of course, they could franchise tag him, which would cost them, by then, likely in the $40 million range, guaranteed per year. And they can do that for really up to three years, and it, 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 it'll increase every year. Right? So for people who's like, well, if he gets a franchise tag, they're doing him wrong. Well, okay, but if he gets franchise tag three years in a row, that's in the neighborhood of $150 million for three years. And then he would be an unrestricted free agent, completely free and clear, in addition to the 25 he's making this year. But generally, when you're a guy who's won an MVP, generally when you're the franchise quarterback, you get a deal done before this year begins so that the cap hit is not as severe and so that they have you under contract kind of in perpetuity. But there haven't been a lot of talks between the two sides involving the contract. Here's Lamar Jackson on a recent episode of The Shop. The truth is there's a lot of history with them not wanting black guys to play quarterback. In football? Yeah. Tons of history. It started with... Well, they can't think quick enough. This, this, like this, is going way back, 70s, 80s, and it's still, it's dying Every day, off. Y'all give me more reasons to. It's dying off, but it's still there. It's still there. That's why I need that championship. That's why I need that championship. So, Lamar did not. That was that was Maverick Carter, right? And and Maverick Carter's not wrong if he goes back to that's more 60s and some 70s, not really 80s, you know. Um, although it was a talking point in the 80s. Okay, so if we if we admit that that thinking, which is beyond Neanderthal type of thinking, right? If you know anything about these quarterbacks, like there's smart black quarterbacks, there's dumb black quarterbacks, there's smart white quarterbacks, there's dumb white quarterbacks. Your level of aptitude and ability to process doesn't have anything to do with the color of your skin. That's just dumb, dumb talk, right? <laughs> it just is. And if you don't believe me, look around the league, right? That dated thinking is just that. But when you hear Lamar Jackson say, well, that's why I need a championship. It's still there. Does that give us any insight into this contract impasse? Does it give, like, look, here's the thing with Lamar Jackson. I've stated this time and again. We love to say like the Baltimore Ravens knew what everybody else did not. And maybe they did. But the Baltimore Ravens actually selected a tight end in the first round with their first first round pick. And then via trade, they acquired Lamar Jackson at the end of the first round. So we can say they were smarter than 31 other teams, or we can say that even the Ravens once passed in Lamar Jackson. And, and while it, somehow it's become this racial component to well, have him run routes as a wide receiver, you know, does anybody study any history? Eric Crouch was a, was a quarterback at Nebraska and a really, really good one in terms of how he played within their triple option system. And in order to make it in the NFL, he had to switch positions. Now, I actually know of the scout who asked him just kind of just to be the the thing was Lamar didn't want to run the 40 at the combine. 
So then he was asked, well, are you going to run wide receiver routes? Make yourself as valuable as possible. Right? And, and we could sit here and say there's a racial component to it, but it's actually, in many ways, one, if you saw him play his last college football game against Mississippi State in the bowl game, you would have thought he's much more likely to make it as a wide receiver than a full-time quarterback. That's just, you know. And two, it's telling you how crazy an athlete they believe he is in addition to being able to play quarterback. The question was always, could he be a franchise quarterback? And can he stay healthy? Lamar Jackson isn't a running quarterback because he's black. He's a running quarterback because he's a running quarterback. He's the greatest throwing running quarterback we've ever seen. And you can sit here and go, there's a racial component. Like, there is not a racial component tell, telling you. How do I know? He runs the football more than anybody in modern football history at the quarterback position. So, I mean, we can avoid it and act like there's, like, I don't know what to tell you. All I can tell you is he runs the football a lot. And so if it's the term running quarterback that that in his mind or some people's mind says race, I can't help you because you're just making an argument out of race, which is not accurate. Although I do understand that's something that 40 years ago, there was a number of people, all, however small they were, that thought that way. Right? Lamar Jackson's like a was like a four three guy <laughs> out of college. Nobody knows because he wouldn't run the forty. But I mean, if I said Lamar Jackson ran a ran a four three, there's not anybody going like, no way, right? Crazy, crazy speed. And for the most part, he stayed clear. Of, he hasn't had any major injuries. Obviously, this year he was banged up, and this year he struggled at times. He was not as good as he was the previous year, and of course, two years ago when he won the NFL's MVP. So if, if this is giving us a snapshot into the negotiations where Baltimore, who did build an entire offense around him, you know, last year when he didn't play particularly well, they went out and said, all right, we're going to go get you Sammy Watkins. <laughs> They've drafted Hollywood Brown, Sammy Watkins. They gave his left tackle more money than anybody had ever gotten. Granted, he got hurt in Ronnie Stanley. Like they've done all these things and put him in a position to succeed. And for the most part, he has succeeded. This is a year that was a mess. You know, 17 guys on IR, and he was banged up most of the second half of the season. Like, it, it, it was a mess. But smart negotiations would tell you, you're Baltimore. You might be bumping into his ceiling a little bit, which is a, still a high ceiling, right? There's a dude who's an MVP of the league and a good quarterback and showed he could lead a team from behind in the playoffs going back two years ago. But that's smart negotiation. But somehow the feeling is that even the Ravens, because they won't just give him a blank check, like if there's a racial connotation to it, I would give you the fact that Russell Wilson, Pat Mahomes, just to name two, are black quarterbacks who have, at one time or another, had the biggest contract in the history of the sport. It's just a statement that has no fact, current factual basis. Maverick Carter is right, but he was right about something that was 40 years ago. That's the hard part. For I don't know why, but the 80s don't feel like 40 years ago, and the 90s don't feel like 30 years ago. Have you guys ever noticed that? Like, if I said something happened in 1991, like, I, I did that myself with when Duke won the national title back-to-back years, 91, 92. That was 
30 years ago. For whatever reason, when I say 91, 92, it doesn't feel like 30 years ago. All right. Oh, big story brewing in broadcast, and we'll get to in a second. Okay. Check out the latest science in the world of sports at BetRivers Sportsbook. BetRivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21, present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. We got breaking news within Dan Byers' update. What do you got? Okay, breaking news just in. The NFL has suspended Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley for the entire 2022 season for betting on games during the 2021 campaign. So the activity, according to a release from the NFL, took place during a five-day period in late November when Ridley was away from the team. He was not at the club's facility. He was placed on the non-football injury list. The investigation, according to the NFL, uncovered no evidence indicating any inside information was used or that any game was compromised in that in any way. There was also no evidence suggesting that any coaches, staff, teammates, or players were aware of the betting activity. That just in from the National Football League. It is breaking news. Again, the NFL has suspended Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley for the entire 2022 season. Their words, Doug, through at least the 2022 season for betting on NFL games while he was on the team's non-football illness list. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Um, hmm. Uh, so this is what I just tweeted, and I'd like to have this discussion. I don't see any way Calvin Ridley ever plays in the National Football League again. Just won't happen. Uh, th- there's th- there's a lot of things that you can get away with and get a second chance. Gambling on your sport while you're still playing the sport isn't one of them. It, it just isn't. Uh, and, and look, I, I say this knowing that my sh- my show is supported by Bet River Sportsbook, you know, I have a great working relationship with them. I understand the pitfalls of gambling. We even actually have to, on every time we read uh, a Bet Rivers read, we put in, you know, if you have a gambling problem or somebody you know has one, 1-800-GAMBLER, right? But you can't, there are certain things you cannot do if you want to participate in professional sports. Betting on any sport, you really can't do. Betting on your sport, that's a death sentence to your career. Bayer, do you see any way he plays again? Uh, yes. I, I mean, he's still got a young career. Um, anything that we have, I think, I, I hate to use a general term, but it is how I feel. We move past stuff very quickly. Um, and if Calvin Ridley can show that he has moved past that and that this won't happen, um, I do think that he will be back in the NFL. Jay Stu, what do you think? I think this is like the first litmus test case, right? Since the um, since sports and you know, all the major sports got in bed with uh, the gambling companies here, um, I don't know if that's been tested yet. And by the way, I don't know if we are to f- fully believe that the investigation showed that there was no, um, you know, there was no inside information. I mean, if you're a part of a sports team and you have just general information about injuries and who's not playing as well or you not not up to par 
I mean, that's a that's a gray area. So anyways, the answer to the question is, I, I think he will play again, but this is like the first case um, test that we have on this since major sports got involved with gambling, and obviously this is their biggest fear. Yes, which is, which is why they'll be extra harsh in the punishment. They just will. They'll be, they'll be extra harsh in the punishment. Because you have to – this has to be – look, I'm not – I mean, if we really want to get political, I believe in the death penalty. I do. I don't believe in the death penalty as a deterrent because anyone who's in the state of mind of committing the sort of crime that you could get the death penalty for, I, I, it, they're not going to go like, wait, hold on, I could get the death penalty. I don't, I don't believe that to be the case. I believe in it because it should be a punishment. Not for all, but for certain crimes. That, that's my belief. Okay? So, because um, I don't think deterrence work, again, in the context of murder, for example, right? But for sports gambling, there has to be the punishment so severe, it is a deterrent. And I can't see a way. They have to scare the living bejesus out of every professional athlete. You can't gamble on your own sport, period, stop, right? I mean, like, look, the whole thing with Pete Rose, you know, the the, the, the Pete Rose thing has been so um, poorly told by so many, right? Because they like Pete Rose and they think of Major League Baseball or of big sports as big business, and we all want to stick it to the man. Okay, if you read the Dowd report, Pete Rose was gambling when he was a player manager. You're like, what? Yeah, most people don't even remember. Pete Rose was a player manager with the Reds. So he was still playing, and he was setting the lineup cards, and he had inside information. Like, dude. And then you'll get that, well, he only bet on his team. Okay, so what about the days he didn't bet on his team? What do you think his bookie and all those people who knew did when he didn't bet on his team? Come on. He's telling you all you need to know. You cannot bet on your sport. Can't do it. And you're, you, Jay Stu, the, the other part is, I, look, we have decided as a culture to evolve with the times. Right? It was sacrilege for a long time to talk about betting lines on major networks. You know, with the exception on a football Sunday, they would throw the lines in there. But usually you didn't talk about it. Now, college sports, pro sports, future betting. And, of course, we're able to have betting sponsorships. There's legalized sports betting. I don't know if 10 years ago he would have played again, Dan Beyer. Like 10 years ago, maybe. But in this day and age, when the proliferation of gambling is so big and and – it's the lifeblood of everything we do. Like, why is the NFL the most popular sport? Why? Fantasy football and betting? Yeah, that's it. That's it. I mean, look, it also helps that it's on weekends. It, like, fits in our schedule. You know, we got a bunch of stuff going on. It's on Sunday. Yes, I know there's on Thursday. Yes, I know it's on Monday as well. But generally, Sunday just works for us. You know, you get home from church and you throw on football. It, and it's like, a, it's just a part of your life. I mean, that's that's the way it goes. But that's because of fantasy football. Look, the NFL, I mean, just quick history lesson. We talk about the 90s being 30 years ago. You know, almost 30 years ago, the, the NFL left 
L.A. with the Rams and the Raiders. Couldn't get a stadium built. Go and look at the cover of Sports Illustrated. It talked about the NFL was in bad, bad financial shape. This was. How did that change? The proliferation of fantasy football, proliferation of the NFL on TV, right? The ability to, once you got satellite and red zone and all of those things. And then, of course, sports gambling. And like sports gambling is the lifeblood of what we do. It's the lifeblood of the NFL. It's going to support professional sports, I think even collegiate sports, for years to come. But you know what you can't do? You can't be a participant in the sport and bet on any sport, let alone bet on your own. It'll be a death sentence to his career, and I believe it because it's a deterrent. And I, I, I do, though I don't believe a real death sentence is a deterrent, I do believe this will be one and should be one. All right, wow, this is, that's huge, huge stuff. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Mike Garofolo apparently said that Calvin Ridley's bets were parlays. And that was a factor in the NFL believing his claim that he had no inside information affecting his bets. Presumably, if he had insider info, he'd just bet on that team, not on parlays with multiple teams. Or he's just a bad better because parlays, not great odds. Not great odds. Um, the breaking news is Calvin Ridley suspended for at least next season for gambling on football when he was hurt this year. At Calvin Ridley, I learned from my L's. Yeah, that's not a good one. <laughs> Was that John Ramos? Is that your tweet, Ramos? <laughs> that is my tweet. You want to read it? It says, uh, hashtag Calvin Ridley should change his number to minus 4.5. Or 4.5. Oh! Don't you got to hear the... Give me the drum. Give me the drum snare. I don't have a drum snare. I just have this. <laughs> it's not. It's not bad. Not 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 bad. Let's get to what the fox said. And now. What does the fox say? Uh, this is Colin Cowherd talking about Aaron Rodgers. You're not torn in any relationship if you check all those boxes. If you just move depth of talent to Green Bay. What would you be torn over? There'd be nothing to be torn over. He looks at Denver. It's Cortland Sutton. It's Jerry Judy. It's Tim Patrick. K.J. Hamler was hurt. It's Noah Fant. It's a young star running back. So I think he's not looking at it going, yeah, I can't wait to play Mahomes twice a year. Because there's a story out today, Denver's in the lead if he leaves. Now, I've told you from the very beginning, I don't think he's leaving Green Bay. I think Aaron likes the power of having no owner. He's the biggest guy in the state. I think he likes it. I don't think he wants to be a villain. I don't think he has the guts to be hated. I don't think it's in his personality. I think he's staying in Green Bay. That's always been my take. And he's just, you know, he does what he does. He's pushing it out, pushing it out, pushing it out, kind of forcing Green Bay's front office to make some moves here. I'm going to give you more time, more time. But this whole thing about he's torn, he's torn because he sees what you and I see. A game against San Francisco where after a scripted opening drive, they couldn't score a touchdown. 
Uh, look, it, it, it's fair. He's not, he doesn't have a legit tight end. He needs a better number two wide receiver. I think also, for if we're fair, A.J. Dillon got, got hurt. And so um, only having Aaron Jones, isn't, that's not enough. That's two weapons. That's not enough weaponry. So maybe, maybe that's what he's manipulating this thing to be. Or maybe it's, you know, he had concluded in his mind last year, you know what, I'm out. And now he's like, you know what, it's not that bad. I might stay. That's what the Fox said. What's Fox Day brought to you by Hustler Turf? The brand lawn care professionals have trusted for years when it comes to premium zero-turn lawnmowers to run their business. And for us weekend Joe's, Hustler Turf is a full lineup of residential mowers. Visit HustlerTurf.com to find a dealer near you. That's HustlerTurf.com. Um, all right, we'll get more on the Calvin Ridley story. You'll hear it at the top of the hour. Plus, LeBron had 56 points Saturday night. What's it mean? I'll tell you next on the Doug Gottlieb Show. 